us an open door. Lord, we are very grateful. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you because we have set before us this year an open door. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Everlasting Father, we thank you for open door and your blessings upon our life. We pray that, Lord, this month we enjoy it in the name of Jesus. Let every word that flow from my mouth be a word of wisdom that come from you. And bless everybody here this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you are happy, say the loudest, amen. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I'm happy and glad this morning to have so many wonderful people here this morning. I, uh, the registrar of the Grace College is here, Reverend Joseph. I just saw him here this morning now. Is he still around? Okay, Reverend Joseph. The HOD of Education is here. Grace College of Education is here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming. And some of our final year 300 level students, they are from outside. They are here. If you are there, stand up and shout hallelujah. I welcome you. Oh, praise God. God bless you in Jesus' name. Some of them just returned from their teaching practice. And we had wonderful reports from their schools. The Lord will continue to bless and keep you in Jesus' name. And I welcome every one of you that are here this morning. I pray that this year will be a year of flowing grace and abundant mercy. This month you will enjoy open door in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Kingdom keys for open door. That's what I want to be preaching about. Kingdom keys for open door. Let's start from Exodus chapter 23 beginning from verse 20 to 30. Kingdom keys for open door. That's what I want to preach about this morning. Kingdom keys for open door. Can I have it up? Exodus chapter 23, beginning from verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. You will get to a place that the Lord has prepared for you this year in Jesus' name. The angel of the Lord will guide you. You will not miss your step. The Lord will protect you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. Verse 20. Continue. We are going to 30. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice. And do all that I speak. Then I will be an enemy unto your enemies. And an adversary unto your adversary. May the Lord become an enemy to your enemies. Adversary to your adversary this year in Jesus name. Okay. For my angels shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorite, the Etite, the Perishite, and the Canaanite, and the Evertite, and the Jebushite, and I will cut them off. Whatever I be sent an enemy in your life this year, the Lord will cut them off. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Hallelujah. 
And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. The Lord will take sickness away from you in the name of Jesus. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in the land. The number of your days I will fulfill. This year, you will not die prematurely. I want you to say the loudest, Amen. Are you following me? I will send my fear before thee, and I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come, and I will make all your enemies turn their back unto thee. Are you saying amen very well? Amen. This year, your enemies will run away from you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I will send the onyx before thee, which I drive out the Evertite, the Canaanite, and the Etite from before thee. Verse 29. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the feet multiply against you. The beasts of the land will not multiply against you in Jesus' name. Amen. This year the Lord will keep and protect you. Verse 30, but little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. Let me touch your neighbor. Say, be increased. Inherit the land. Say, this year you will not be stagnant. You will increase and inherit the land. All the promises in Exodus chapter 23, verses 20 to 30, they are all dependent on your increase. He said, I'm going to do a wonderful thing for you, but I want you to increase so that you'll be able to inherit the land. If you remain stagnant, you cannot inherit the land. That is why you need kingdom keys that open door that will lead to your increase. When open door comes, increase comes your way. When open door comes, blessing comes your way. When open door comes, you have a lot of blessing all around you. You increase. Say, I will not drive them away because you are still small. But if you increase and you multiply, I will drive all the enemy away. Then you will be able to inherit the land. God wants you to increase. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The blessing of the Lord make a man to increase and does not add sorrow with it. This year the blessing that will come upon you will cause you to increase. I pray for you this morning. This year you will not know any sorrow. In the mighty name of Jesus. John chapter 10 verse 10. I have come. The thief coming about to steal to kill and to destroy. I have come. So that you may have abundant life and have it out, have it abundant way in an increased way. The blessing of the Lord, blessing of open door, will cause you to increase in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17 and 18. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17 and 18. Just says the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, and the Lord your God, which teacheth thee to profit. Which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go. When the Lord teaches, he opens the door. When the Lord teaches, you enjoy profiting. The only reason why so many people are not profiting from the kingdom of God is because when God is teaching, they are not listening. They have no sense of value in God. They say, there is nothing God can have to me. So they are not listening to God. And when you are not listening to God, you are not blessed. When you are not blessed, you bless, blame the church. And say, the church is not blessing anybody. It's because you are not listening. 
I'm the Lord your God that teacheth thee to profit. So the profiting of God is in his teaching. And you have to listen to him. He said, if you have listened to me, verse 18, your peace will have been like a river. I know there are so many people that are sitting here this morning. But will you be surprised if I tell you that not everybody that has seated are actually listening. Some, some of them watch their phone. Some of them, their mind is not in the world. And so you don't blame anybody if you are not blessed. But this year, you will be blessed. Amen. Abundantly blessed. Amen. Everybody that look around you will know that God has blessed you. Amen. You will not be frustrated Amen. in the name of Jesus. What are the kingdom keys? that open doors for us in life. Number one, what you have heard about Jesus. One way or the other, somebody must have talked about Jesus. That is the foundation of every faith. And at times, it is difficult to wipe away your foundation. It is difficult at times to wipe away what somebody has told you about Christ. That's why even you see people that come from Christian home are more difficult to preach to than people that come from Muslim homes. I called some Christians that are staying in the hostel last week and I said, look, we have two Muslims that are in the hostel. And when they were applying to stay in the hostel, we told them you must attend chapel. And the parents said, go ahead and attend. Even though they have done all their religious sacrifice teachings in Islam, they say, we want to stay in the hostel, go and attend the chapel. And there is no time that these two people will not be in the chapel. Because maybe they have not had much against Christianity. But you know people that come from Christian home, they have had a lot of negative things about the church. So it takes a lot of effort to wipe all the negative teachings away from them. One of the negative things that we have heard about Christ is that when we come to church, we see far behind and leave the empty spaces in front. Why? Nobody wants to get close to God. And it's a wrong teaching that we have had. We also have a mind that God is judgmental. Anytime you get close to him, it's actually which hunting. His light is actually to bring out your thoughts. The messages of God are not to edify. They are to pull you down. And so many people carry this mentality for long. Psalm chapter 11 verse 3 says, if the foundation be destroyed, which is the foundation of faith, what can the righteous do? If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundation of so many believers has been destroyed. The foundation of faith has been destroyed. So it's difficult for the messages of God to enter them. They have had a lot of negative things. In fact, I had one member of my church telling me, the reason why I'm not coming regularly to church is because I follow so many pastors. Because we have followed so many bad pastors does not mean that there is no good pastors around. In fact, some of them we say, everywhere I've been to, I've discovered that they usually extort me. They usually extort me of money. You are the only person that have raised me with no personal interest. So my children will tell me that. And all this negative belief negative teachings, negative introduction about Jesus, they have affected our foundation. That even when somebody is actually coming to preach the true gospel of Jesus, you find it difficult to open your heart to them. What you have heard about Jesus is what opens door for you or closes door against you. 
Mark chapter 5, beginning from verse 25 to 27, there was a woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says, when she has heard about Jesus, she thought within herself, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She has heard something. I told the worker this morning, anytime Jesus appears, there's something unusual you discover about him. Crowd always run towards him. They want to touch him. They want to hear him. Both sinners. In fact, in Luke chapter 19, they say sinners are fellowshipping with him. That is the reason with sinners. That is the unusual thing about Jesus. But you never see that in the Old Testament. Anytime Moses appears, people run away from him. There's a too clear difference between Jesus and Moses. Jesus came with grace. Moses came with the law. The foundation of your faith is what somebody has said to you about Jesus. What you hear about Jesus can open the door of miracles or can close the door of miracles. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 to 38, Jesus looked at the crowd and had compassion on them. He said because they are weak, they are struggling, they needed help. He said we should pray that the Lord should send laborers into his vineyard. There are some people that are not laborers. They are destroyers. They destroy life. When they come, they preach negative prophecy. They say bad things about Christ. And at the end of it all, many lives are destroyed. I pray that whatever tree that God has not planted or word that is against Christ, that somebody has shown into your life, the Lord will remove it in Jesus' name. You know, at times, even when you meet a genuine man of God, that is preaching the true gospel. You still doubt him. You say, it is the whole thing that I have heard that is correct. What this man is saying cannot work. But every negative thing will be flushed out this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 8 verse 18. Jesus said, be careful what you listen to and how you hear. He said, if you hear me, more will be added to you. If you don't hear, you don't understand me what you have heard can remove from your life. So, what kind of messages are you listening to? In fact, this is January. You have to be careful that what you are listening to will be something that will open doors for you this year. Not something that will destroy doors in your life. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, bless my ears. Let me hear positive news about Jesus. John chapter 4, verse 13, verse 29, verse 42. In John chapter 4 verse 13, the woman said to Jesus, Are you better than Jacob, our father, that dig the well? Is this water not better than what you can give? Jesus said, Anyone that drinks from this water will be thirsty again. But the water that I give will be refreshing for life. There's a word that comes into your life that will be bless you for life. I pray you are going to hear such a word this year in Jesus' name. And in verse 42, the woman moved into the town and announced to everybody, come and hear somebody that I have heard. Could this not be the Messiah? And the people heard about what she had said. And they follow her. And they begged Jesus to stay with them for two more days. And the Bible says, this is the beginning of their faith in Jesus. So everyone that is genuinely born again here, be careful what you preach about Jesus. Be careful what you say. 
Don't be a destroyer of life. Don't be somebody that when people have listened to you, even when God is saying good things to them, they don't want to hear it again. Be careful what to speak about Jesus. What you hear about Jesus can affect your faith in Christ. What you hear about Jesus can affect your attitude towards the church, towards men of God, towards the word of God, and towards the things of the kingdom. And this can affect a lot of things about your destiny. I'm emphasizing here this morning, if you come to church and the seats in your front are empty, move to the front. It's better to be nearer to God than to be far away from him. It is never a sign of honor in New Testament church for you to sit at the back and be watching. In fact, under the New Testament covenant is a sign of dishonor. That God is in the house and you are busy doing other things. Instead of your eagerness to listen to his word. It's a thing of dishonor. For you to sit at the back and be watching other people doing what they are doing in the kingdom. Is a sin of dishonor in the kingdom. God will ask you. What are you doing at the back when the front seat is empty? Ah, but somebody said it was said in the Bible. That if you are invited to a place of a feast. Sit at the lowest place. Let them invite you to the front. So that somebody more important. We know that is in a feast. In the house of Mary and Martha. Jesus praised Mary for sitting at his feet to listen to him. And he said, Mary has chosen the good things of life that cannot be taken away. Whereas Martha was busy cooking for him in the party of Jesus, sitting and listening at his feet, close to him, is more important than service. Am I making myself clear now? The reason why I'm saying this is that foundation is everything. That's what you build your life on. Foundation can make or mar you. The foundation of what they have taught you that is wrong must be erased for your life to be corrected. I know somebody said sometimes ago that they said, uh, That is true with human palaces. But in the kingdom of God is the one that is capable of blessing everybody. He's always berumi in the palace of God. He's always blessing. John chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 from the fullness of his grace we have received what? Grace upon what? Another word for grace is blessing upon blessing heaped upon us. That means as we come to God, we are truly blessed. We are not exhausted in the kingdom of God. Under the New Testament, anytime you appear before God in Zion, there is something that is adding to your life. I pray that the devil will not steal your blessing. If somebody has preached to you that the church is out to steal from you, the church is out to do that, you still need to hear the true gospel. The true gospel is actually to bless your life, not to defraud you. I have come so that they may have life and have life abundantly. And in John chapter 10 verse 1, he was talking about the thief. The thief was not the demon that he was talking about. He was talking about those people that have preached negative messages before him. My prayer is that every negative message 
that we steal from you, you will not hear them this year. Every message that they say is from God that will lead to accident, they will not come near you this year. Every message of death and sickness, they will not come near you this year. When they are looking for you to prophesy evil, it will not come near you. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I close my ears to every evil word. This year, I receive word of Jesus, word of blessing that will purify my life and bless my life in the name of Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. And when you read down, because of my time, I won't read it. It was not actually talking about demon. It was talking about people that have gone ahead of him without preaching him. Every message that is not centered on Jesus Christ, either human philosophy or your family background or your stepmother or the enemy in my father's house, every message that is not centered on the door, which is Jesus Christ, is a thief sent to steal from you. The foundation of open door is what you have heard about Jesus. My prayer is that it's going to be a positive word that you hear in Jesus' name. Kingdom keys for open door number one is what you hear about Jesus. Number two key for open door is the direct word of Jesus himself to you. Jesus is still talking. And Jesus speaks most of the time expressly to his people. At times he can speak audibly to you. At times he can speak to your heart. At times Jesus can speak through the message. He can confirm his word. Even from the Bible or from his servant, God is still speaking. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 7 to 13, 7 precisely, a man came to Jesus, a centurion, come and heal my servant. And Jesus said, I'm coming to heal him. And the man said, sir, you don't need to come and heal him. Just speak your word only. And my servant will be what? Will be made all. And Jesus said, I've not found this kind of faith in Israel. Not even one. This is a great faith. And Jesus said to him in verse 13, Go your way as you have believed. Let it be done unto you. And the Bible says, At that same hour, because of the word of Jesus, his servant was made old. When Jesus speaks, power goes out. And Jesus is still talking. I can preach so many things this morning, but there's a word we are going to hear. That's the word of Jesus to you. If you don't hear the word of Jesus, door will not open. It is his word that opened door. That's what I'm saying this morning. You must be interested in hearing me so much that you hear the word of Jesus through what I speak. It can be one word. One word from God will break every obstacle against your life. The only thing that we do is that we feel that what the messenger of the gospel is preaching is just about his word, his thinking. But there are times that God by inspiration will use the word of Jesus and give you a promise. And that promise in itself is his word. And that word will open doors for you. You must be interested. The word that Jesus speaks is what opened door. You must hear God. You must hear God. Mark chapter 5 verse 35 to 36. 
Jesus said to the woman, your faith. Oh no, Jesus said to the centurion, after he had had the gossip, when Jesus ate the woman that touched his garment, people around him said to Jairus, that was following Jesus, don't follow Jesus again. There is no need following him. For your daughter is dead. Your case is close. There is no need following him. Why he yet speak? There came from the ruler of the synagogue house. Certain. Which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Look at verse 36. Put on verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken to the man, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And there's somebody here that God is talking to. It does not matter the comments, the gossips, the word that you are hearing against your life, the rumor against your blessing. It does not matter the noise around you. Amidst all the noises, pick what Jesus is saying. Because why they are saying all those things against you, Jesus is also hearing and is responding. The problem we have most of the time is that while people are talking and Jesus is talking, we prefer to listen to what people are saying, not what God is saying to us. In the midst of it all, at the center of it all. In the midst of all the comment and the gossip accusation against you, what can you hear that Jesus is saying to you? For that man, what Jesus said, don't be afraid. I will still follow you. I will still heal your daughter. Don't worry about it. And when he got to the house, people were crying, shouting. And Jesus said, why are you crying the crying of sorrow? In the first translation, why are you crying the cry of sorrow? The girl is not dead. He's only sleeping. My Bible says, they laugh him to bitterness. That's why I love reading different translations. Another one says, they laugh him to scorn. Jesus entered the house, followed the man, and told the man, don't be afraid. I will still follow you and heal the girl. Only believe me. And the man said, okay, no problem. If you are still following me, follow me. Took Jesus to the house. And there were so many sympathizers crying and shouting. And Jesus said, why are you crying like this? Sorrowfully. The girl is not dead. That is the word of Jesus. She's only sleeping. But none of them listen. In fact, the Bible says from laughter, they started mocking him. So I look at it this way. I say, can somebody that is crying now be mocking a carrier of good news? You are crying, sympathizing for somebody. And someone is trying to tell you, don't worry. Your prayer will be answered. I have come to wake up the boy. And instead of saying, amen, sir, you start mocking the one that is preaching the good news. They say they mock him to bitterness. At the same time, Jesus chased all of them out. He took the father and the mother and three of disciples to go inside. What is that telling you? Even when you are alone and people seem to be sympathizing with you, don't think all of them are sympathizing with you. 
what is important to you in the moment of your weeping is what Jesus is saying. Listen to his word and follow him. He took them inside and said, Young girl, I say to you, rise up. And the one that was dead had his voice and stood up. The Bible scholar said, Jesus before this time has not performed this kind of miracle before. Before this time. He has, they never know that he can heal somebody that is dead. But Jesus did it. Handed over the gate to the mother and said, give her food to it. And people were surprised. The word of Jesus is what changed story. I don't care what you are going through. I don't care how you started this year. I don't even care how much you have in your bank account. But if God says you are blessed, you are blessed. It does not matter what the economy says. What matters is the word of Jesus. The word of Jesus is what changes story. And there are so many places in the Bible when somebody will come to Jesus, a place, like in Luke chapter 5 verse 17, in fact they broke the roof and lowered Jesus and lowered and lower the lame boy. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And he said, it's not possible. He said, okay, rise up and walk. And in front of them all, he walked just by the word of Jesus. No matter how tough the situation may be, please give time to hear what Jesus is saying. I know most of the time when you pass through issues, you say, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to hear what God is saying. My friend, what God is saying is the solution to your problem. Even when you don't hear what God is saying personally, say, I will go to church. Maybe God will say something. I said there was this, one of my members in those days that was disturbed. He has tried to open door in Lauter for employment. He could not. He had tried, he had used all the connection and he was having troubles. He has finished service here and he was living in Ubumasho, expecting job. So one day they call him from Lagos. Why are you wasting away? You read computer science. You are just wasting away. God will do it. God will do it. Come back to Lagos. And he said, he called the parents and said, I will come back to Lagos tomorrow. But after the service, I will go to church. Whatever God says, I will do. And he said, before coming to church, he has packed his load. And he entered the church. He said, and I said, don't take addition because of your feeling. Your future is more important than your feeling. He said, and the Holy Spirit picked that word and started expansiating it. Are you feeling alone? Have I not promised you? I said, oh God, I'm staying. He said, and he stayed. And God gave him the job. Got married, got blessed, and he's doing very well today. He met me in Obumashua and told him himself, told me the testimony. What is God saying? There are criticism, there are comments, there are noise, there is the water raging, there is a storm everywhere. But it's God speaking something. Can you hear the still small voice that opened the door? It is the voice of God that opened the door. And I pray that the voice of God will open door for you in Jesus' name. I say it will open door for you in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 10, verse 52. Mark 11, 14, 21 to 24. And Mark 11, Jesus looked at the fig tree and spoke against it. And the fig tree dried up. That is the word of God. The word of God can cause the fig tree to dry. 
it can also cause the dry tree to blossom. What Jesus says is what open doors. What is Jesus saying? To a blind man, Jesus said, have it the way you want it. And his eyes open. Whatever Jesus says to you this year, we open doors for you. That is why he said, no matter how intelligent you are, when God speaks, write it down. Do you listen to me now? No matter how intelligent you are, never you be intelligent more than what God is saying to you. Don't come to church expecting nothing from God. God can speak at any time. And when God speaks through the choir administration, through the message that you are hearing, make sure you have a pen to write at least something that you know that God is saying to you. The faintest pencil is sharper than the sharpest brain. Document something that God is saying to you. This is January. And you are not writing down anything. So when you get to June, you say, what did God say, Ghana? There are words that are directly from God. I may be preaching something else. And I might open one verse that is confirming something that God has been saying to you. And you document it. This is my verse for this year. That's how it happened. I was preaching some times ago that the blood of Jesus heal you completely. Make you whole. And I remember I prayed very much that morning that Lord, every sickness must die. And while I was preaching, how the blood of Jesus healed. A lady was there hearing me. Was saying, I was preaching, you're a sinner, you need to give your life to Christ. What was the meaning of the message? She started weeping. She wept and wept. Do you want to give your life to Christ? She raised her hand to heaven. She gave her life to Christ. The next Sunday, she gave a testimony. When I was coming to school, I said, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. But when I entered the church, pastor was preaching against me, against him. He was talking about this. I said, okay, play the message back. So they played the message. There was no single point. I even mentioned sin. In fact, I was mentioning sickness, sickness. But the Holy Spirit picked the word and gave her a word that convicted her of her sin. And she gave her life to Christ. You can't come to church and you don't hear Christ. A lot of you are saying, Those are, nothing is working. It's because your hair is blocked. You can't hear God. And your life is not changing every day. The Bible says we all, with open face, we are beholding the mirror, the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed from one level of glory to another glory by the Spirit of the Lord. If you come for religion, you will remain at the same spot for life. If you come for impartation of the word, the word is capable of opening doors for you. In fact, people will say to you that you are wise because by the principle of God's word that you are using, it will change you from one level to another level. It is not enough that you are reading. It is not enough that you are hearing. But you must hear Christ himself. In everything that you are hearing, you must hear God in church. What is God saying to you? Do you know that our covenant father do not even have the Holy Spirit? They only dreamt a half session of angel occasionally. But now you claim that you are speaking in tongue. We claim we are under the dimension of the Holy Spirit. And when I say to you, what has God said to you? You, you say nothing. And God is constantly speaking. I pray you will not miss his voice in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Number three, kingdom keys that open door is humility. Humility open door. Humility open door. You must know that when you are humble, certain doors will open for you in life. And when you are proud, there are some doors that will be closed against you. God expects his children to be humble. Why do I say this? God expects his children to be humble. James chapter 4 verse 6. God resisted the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. James chapter 4 verse 6 and 10. James chapter 4 verse 6 and 10. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 10. There are so many scriptures on humility. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 10. He said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ. Even though Christ was in the form of God, was God. He find himself in the form of man. The Bible says he humbled himself. He humbled himself to obey God to the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above every other name that are the mentioning of his name. Every knee shall bow. How did he get the key? He got that key with humility. The price to pay for open door this year is humility. Greet everyone as a senior. Respect everyone. Respect the janitors. Respect the office assistant. Respect the small. Respect the great. Let the mind of humility be in you. Don't be so full of yourself that you don't recognize what God is doing. First Peter, first Peter again, chapter five, verse five and six. First Peter chapter five and six. First Peter chapter five and six. Likewise, ye younger. You younger, submit yourself unto the elder. When you see somebody that look a little bit elderly, like your senior brother, find a way of submitting. You never know whether that elder person can open a super door for you. You know, I used to tell students, I say, when you come to church, be humble. Because you never know who is watching you in church that is capable of opening door for you. Um, the gift that everybody is looking for in your life is the gift of humility. But once you are proud, people will avoid you and they will not be willing to help you in life. Humility is what every one of us must watch. You must never be proud against anybody. Watch what Peter said. Likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yes, all of you. Be subject, all of you. Even to the elder now. Be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Be clothed with humility. Be clothed with what? Humility. Why? For God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may promote you in due time. Open door is promotion. Open door is exhortation. Open door is lifting. There is time ordained by God for our promotion. Some of us will enjoy this open door I'm preaching this month. But you know some of us will enjoy it only in June. God is the one that knows your due time. But there is one thing that you must have before your open door comes. That is humility. You must clothe yourself with humility. Because the Bible says... Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that in due time, when your time has come, it will promote you.
People may talk down on you. May say you are nobody. But when God promotes you, everybody will see. And they will be forced to honor you. Wait for the time of your exhortation. Don't exhort yourself. Wait for your time. Humility is important. In Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 verses 1 to 5. Mark chapter 6 verses 1 to 5. Mark chapter 6 verses 1 to 5. Watch Mark chapter 6 verses 1 to 5. And he went out from thence, and he came into his own country and his disciples followed him. Watch what happened. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were surprised. They were amazed. They were blessed. Saying, whence are this man these things and what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty miracle were wrought by his hand. That is the testimony. But watch verse 3. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simeon, and are not all his sister here with us? And they were offended in him. So I checked the word offended in so many words. And what the scripture made me to understand that they were grief. They were angered against him. I said, come on. How do you correlate this? You are seeing wisdom. You are seeing miracle. It's your parable. Instead of you accepting him, you become annoyed. Another person says, they feel that God is unfair. There is a worthless man to be blessed. Why should God give wisdom to this boy? They did not like his background. You know, at times, this is how God performed things. And the Bible says, they closed their mind to his word and he could not bless them. It is all happened in life. There are some people you never meet in high place. They can never be better in life. All of a sudden, you hear that they are, they are blessed and you offended them. You avoided them. Because you never feel that God can promote them. When you are humble, it does not matter who God is using. You will submit to them. It doesn't matter. In fact, when you are humble, you won't speak against anybody in anger. There are some results that you see that you cannot question. That is the truth. You see it, you can't question it. My wife was invited to a convocation ceremony in Landmark. I've shared this story with you before. She was representing our FISI, the FISI of Lautech. FISI of Lautech was invited. She was asked to go and represent the vice-chancellor of Lautech. I said, they have given me a letter to represent the vice-chancellor of Lautech in Landmark. I've never been to Canaan land. So I told my wife, I will go. I want to go with you. I think we went with talk at that time. So we traveled there. She moved. I was amazed with what I saw. I don't know about you. I was practically amazed. I moved around the campus. And I called my friend as a pastor in Winners and I said, you people are doing so much. I am amazed with what I see here. It can only be God. That's what I said. Some of you here may know better. You can say something else. I say, I can see the hand of God in the provision of what is here. And he said, ah, Pastor Amos, God is doing it for you too. I said, this is too much. 
this is much. And when I enter back into the convocation arena, Bishop was the one speaking. And he was saying, it's only God that made him into what he is. That's what I meant. I don't know whether I said anything. No. And now said, he's going to sing praises to worship him. Now, me, I've never attended a convocation where the chairman himself is leading praise worship. I've never done that. You must have, maybe you have watched it before. So it humbled me and I knew that. I started worshiping God with him. He worshiped for more than 10 minutes. They did some other things and he now said, all those who are invited, they should go to the restaurant to eat with him. And because my wife is a special guest, I have to follow my wife to eat. And I was watching Bishop Oedepo. And I was say, does this man eat rice? <laughs> to tell you how humble I am. I was watching the way he was speaking rice. He was eating rice. Very close to us. But you know, as highly blessed as these men of God are, some people will still tarnish them and speak evil of them anyhow. You have spoken so much evil against a man that have not collected your money in any way. If that man is praying for you, can his prayer be answered over your life? Know your limit. Know your level. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Who made you their supervisor? Who made you the judge to tell them it's time to build church or it's not time to build church? Which one is your own? Is it your money? Is it your money? Or are you the generous representative of God? Supervising all the ministers of God in Nigeria. Telling them what is right. When you are not under them in any way. So know your limits. Be humble. And if somebody invites you to come and discuss them, tell them I'm not in their level. I'm not the one that sent them. Leave me alone. Let them carry on with their life. And carry on with my life. So that every blessing that God has prepared can meet you. Isaiah chapter 66 verse 2. The Lord said, Unto this man will I look. A man that is humble. That trembles at my word. A man that is filled with humility. Is a man that God will open the door for. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. If my people who are called by my name. We humble themselves and repent from their wicked ways. I will hear their prayer. I will open doors for them. I will open doors for them. I don't care what door has been closed against you. When you humble yourself and pray, God will hear you. God needs humility for that door to be opened. Psalm 25 verse 9. Psalm 25 verse 9. The humble will I lead in the right way? The humble will I lead in the right way? Never you be proud before God. God is the father of us all. The meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach in his way. Qualification for open door, number three, is humility. When God sees that you are truly humble, don't say, Milotoyi, I'm too big. When God sees that you are truly humble, he will lead you and speak to you. The reason why you are following prophets here and there and listening to what they have to say concerning you is because you are not humble. 
when God is speaking, you are not hearing. So what you're supposed to hear, he puts it in the heart of other people to hear for you. Because you can't assess God until you are humble. Humility is what open door. Humility is what open door. You must be humble for you to be blessed. And I pray you are going to be humble in the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 14 verse 11. Romans chapter 12 verse 16. I'm talking this morning on kingdom keys that open door for you. Kingdom keys that open door for you. For whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. As you humble yourself, may the Lord promote you. This year, may the Lord honor you publicly. In the mighty name of Jesus. I say, may the Lord promote you publicly. Romans chapter 12 verse 16. It takes humility for doors to open for you. It takes humility. Be of the same mind one towards another. Might not I things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit, in your own understanding. In other words, even when you are wise or wiser, behave as if you are low in your own eyes. So that you can gain wisdom from other people and be blessed by all. And I pray God will bless you mightily. What are the kingdom keys that open door? What you hear about Jesus? Be careful about what you hear about Jesus. That number one kingdom key that open door. What you hear about Jesus will either make or mar you. It can make you a friend of God. It can also make you an enemy of God. So many people are enemy of God today. Not because God hates them, but because of what they have heard about God. Number two kingdom key that open door is the direct word of Jesus that he speaks to you. And the center of it all, in the midst of whatever you are hearing, make sure you are hearing God. And number three things that open doors in the kingdom is humility. This month, God will open doors for you. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace to be humble. I receive grace to be humble. I will not exalt myself against your will, against your wisdom, against your word. I receive grace for humility so that I can enjoy supernatural blessing. Lord, I'm teachable. I'm willing to learn. Speak, Lord, for your servant here. Lord, I clothe myself with humility. Don't let me suffer frustration because of pride. Help me, Lord Jesus, and speak to me with humility. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I receive grace for humility. In the name of Jesus. Stand up on your feet wherever you are. Everybody stand on your feet and pray to the Lord and say, Lord, give me grace for humility. Give me grace for humility in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, not to be high-minded. Flush out every pride that is in me. Flood out everything that will not allow me to listen to you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's raise our two hands to heaven. Say, Father, in the midst of all the comments and noises, let me hear your word and your word only. Speak to me. Let me hear your voice. When I come to church, let me hear your word. When I get to the office, let me hear your word. I know your voice will open door for me. When I'm driving alone, let me hear your voice. Your voice is what I need. 
In the midst of the noises, I need your voice. In the midst of the confusion, I need your voice. Lord, speak to me. Don't speak through a medium. Speak into my ear. Let me hear your voice, Lord Jesus. And I'll be blessed by you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Let me hear your voice. In the name of Jesus. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to hear your voice. No matter what people are saying, Lord, let me hear your voice. No matter the message, let me hear your voice. Don't let my ear be closed against your voice in my life. When I sleep, let me hear your voice. When I'm in church, let me hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. The word of Jesus produces results. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. The Bible says, is the tree that produces results. Raise your hands to heaven. Everyone under the sound of my voice, raise your hands to heaven. Everyone that believes in God here, raise your Say, Father, this year, let your word produce results in my life that cannot be denied by anybody. I am a carrier of your word. I'm speaking your word. I'm listening to your word. Let your word produce results. Testimony in my life. Testimony that will cause other people to praise you. Let your word, everyone that loves God's word, pray, 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 pray now. Let your word produce results in my life. Let your word produce results in my life. In the name of Jesus, let your word produce testimony in my life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please, can you open your eyes? This one is important. Every negative thing, especially all those with Abiani, Moses, Amos, James, all those negative things you have heard about God, may the Lord remove it from your heart. Because I know some of you come from a very good background, but you have grown up to hate the Lord because you have heard so many negative things from God. There are some that were intentionally has to come to this school intentionally by their guide there because they have a feeling that whatever has been damaged will be repaired. And there are some that are in this church just to just try. They have made up their mind against God. I'm not trying to persuade you to forget your past pain. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not doing that this morning. I'm just praying to God that whatever the enemy must have sown into your heart against God, the Lord himself will remove it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That you are going to have a positive thought towards God. That you believe that God is never a cheat. That the devil is a destroyer. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, every message that is wrong about you, that I have believed over the years, remove them from my heart. In the name of Jesus. Pray that prayer. I know the spoiler have come. They have sown the tears. Every negative messages. That I have had against God. That have limited me. That have not allowed me to love God. Or to serve God. Lord remove it from my heart. I repent of them today. Every negative thing. That the enemy has sown against God in my heart. It has not allowed me to be free in church or to worship God with my heart. Lord, I pray this morning 
by your grace flush out every negative things that I've had against you in the name of Jesus remove it from my heart remove every negative thing against God in the name of Jesus Lord give me a brand new heart so that I'll be positive towards you in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayer father we have come to the altar of grace every negative messages that the enemy have shown to our heart lord remove them in jesus name Amen. father we pray that in the midst of all the noises we are going to hear your voice in the name of jesus we will not lack your voice that will open doors for us in the name of jesus father we pray this morning clothe us with the garment of humility take pride away from our heart help us to be humble to everybody thank you lord jesus in jesus name we have prayed i believe that you are blessed and doors will be open for you in jesus name if you are happy shout hallelujah